Hello, I'm Amy. And I'm Brandon. And you're listening to the The Ears and Beers Beers Podcast. Podcast. Come on in and grab a beer. Put on your mini ears and let's Let's talk talk Disney. Disney. Hey guys. We're going to talk today about the Lion King, if you can't tell. Hey, that was pretty good. Brandon is a beautiful singer. We are very lucky to have his talents on the podcast. Well, but anyways, uh, we saw The Lion King, the new Lion King, um, and we are just going to talk about our thoughts and opinions on it. Um, Brandon, what, what, what was your overall impression? Overall impression was that uh, it really was uh, a good movie. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, really, it, it it was a good movie in the sense that I wanted to see The Lion King as close to the original uh, as far as plot line and, and everything goes, and it was truly almost a frame-by-frame exact representation of the original film. Yeah, there were a lot of places where it was very obvious that it was um, just really remaking the original which was great and i liked those parts the best um but there were some areas that i didn't care for as well so um i guess we'll just dive in and kind of popcorn around about what we liked and didn't like and just our overall takes on the movie well let's go ahead and start with uh pros Mm -hmm. so what's let's go ahead one one by one what's one of your pros um, I loved Seth Rogen and uh, Billy Eichner so much as Timon and Pumbaa. They were absolutely incredible. Um, they really were hilarious. Uh, I liked the way that they updated a lot of their dialogue to make it, I don't know, like, I just feel like the senses of humor have changed a lot in the last 20 years, you know, since the original came out. I feel like things that were funny in the 90s really aren't as funny today. Um, and also I really appreciated, um, and I hope this isn't a spoiler for anybody. It shouldn't be. It's just a minor plot point, but, um, there's the part in the original where Timon and Pumbaa distract the lions towards the end of the movie or not the, the, I mean the hyenas at the end of the movie, um, by doing a hula and they stick, um, a, an apple and, um, Pumbaa's mouth and they act like he's, you know, like a, a pig at a luau. And now that doesn't really stand up in 2019. So they updated that in a really funny and clever way. Um, That's also got a really great Disney nod. So uh, it's something that I really just appreciated that attention to um, the political climate of today and just being a little bit more intentional about how we portray Pacific cultures. Yeah, no, uh, Timon and Pupo stole the show. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, that nod to Disney was great. And any Disney fan that sees that is going to bust out laughing and in shock. I know we all three of us did when we saw it. Um, and that was great. And, and a lot of their dialogue was updated and it was uh, really funny, but there's also a lot of original dialogue too. So, uh, and that was really well played upon. <clears throat> um, I think my pro is probably, uh, I would say uh, my biggest pro is definitely, like I said, the visual, aspect of this film um it was one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen completely cgi and what's crazy is there's certain times in this movie you forget that it's 
not real. You know, these animals are not in fact talking. Um, and it, it was a really good movie and John Favreau did a phenomenal job directing it. All the actors did phenomenal jobs, uh, except for a few. And we'll get to that later in our opinions, but visually stunning. You will be blown away by how this movie actually looks. I agree for the most part. There are a couple of places where the transition from dark to light actually hurt my eyes a little bit, but that's true of most like nature documentaries. Um, we did have a lot of people um, online that said that they felt it was more like um, a nature doc than it was the Lion King. I think uh, Maxwell Glick said that recently as well. And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's just, a, it's going to be different because it's not a cartoon. Um, one of my other things that I really appreciated I don't know why, but I just really loved 90% of the casting. We'll talk about some of the casting we didn't love in our cons. But um, John Oliver as Zazu was really great. Um, Again, like the humor was updated for 2019 audiences. And I think that that was just like, there was not a point at which he opened his little bird mouth, beak, (laughs) bird beak, um, that the whole theater was not cracking up. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, it's a dry sense of humor that, you know, British kind of sense of humor. Um, but it was really, really a nice break from a lot of like the tension of the movie. And I mean, that's what the character's written to do. So I'm glad that it did that well. Um, and I was actually just really, just really impressed with him, especially. Yeah. I mean, you're right though. The theater physically, we all cracked up together. Uh, and that was something that that was really cool a really cool experience um and and yeah zazu was so great i was so in love with that character all over again um and honestly i loved young simba i thought that the voice actor for young simba was absolutely spot on uh and nala young nala as well uh of course james earl jones reprises his role as mufasa and <clears throat> He did a great job. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's James Earl Jones. We all know how good he is at what he does. And uh, uh, he was great, you know. And um, But Scar also, I was actually really surprised by the voice actor for Scar really hit the nail on the head as far as the, the menacing and undermining tones of Scar's voice that you want to hear. Would you say that you agree with that? I think so. Um we probably should have had the cast list um, available, but yes, I would I would agree with that. Um, young Simba was J.D. McCrary, and yeah, there was a really youthful youthful voice there. Um, I also loved Keegan Michael Key as Kamari, one of the um, what you call it? Uh, hyenas. Hyenas. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric Andre, I think, was also one of the hyenas. And yeah. I mean, they're hilarious. Again, I just like I don't know why. Um, I have some trouble with The Lion King, the original. Um, my dad died when I was younger, and it's always just been one of those movies that's hard to watch ever since. Um, and so, for me, I think the comedic relief is what really keeps me from just, like, sobbing hysterically. <laughs> um, so, I really appreciated, again, those aspects um, as well. And there's one thing that is a pro for me, but I think is a con for you, Brandon, is I actually really liked... Um, Oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. What's his name? Donald Glover. <laughs> I just wanted to be like Childish Gambino. It's Childish Gambino. I uh I actually really liked Donald Glover as um 
Asimba, I thought that he did a really good job. I don't think he was well matched with Beyonce. And again, we'll talk about that uh, later. But I actually was kind of pleased because I don't know, maybe it's just like my crush on him transcends uh, this movie. And I just gave him more leadway than other people would. But I um, I thought he did a good job. I thought his voice, voice sounded youthful, but... Um, also, I thought that, you know, there was some good emotion there and um, pretty playful, too. So, mm. I don't know. And emotion is another thing I want to touch on, too. The main critique that I saw online leading up to this film was that the it was so realistic that the animals were not showing the proper amount of emotion that you want to see uh, in their faces throughout The Lion King. And honestly, that was a big fear of ours going into it. And uh, we thought that the emotional uh, faces uh, were were great. I mean, I thought it was just enough. It matched the voices really well. It was really easy to go into that transition. At first, it's a little jarring because it's a, I mean, you got to get used to a live action version of The Lion King and how the voices sound along with their facial features. But you really transition to that quite easily. Yeah, there's a lot of body language. There's a lot of facial expressions. And I think that if you don't pick up on that, I hate to be mean, but like that's maybe empathy is not your gift. I don't know. Because I mean, I felt like it was abundant. Um, And I was worried because I was like, okay, this movie's not going to be emotive enough. Um, I'm going to feel like I can't relate. But honestly, there's a lot of ways that I felt like I related more than the cartoon. Yeah. Again, I think it's just so beautifully rendered, but, you know, I I think that there's other ways to uh, convey emotion and body language was definitely abundant throughout the film. Um, Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to break it down a little bit right now. If you are a fan of the original Lion King and you are going to go see this movie, I honestly think that you're going to enjoy it. I think, you know. You are going to walk out of that movie and say, number one, that was a good use of you know, a ticket purchase. Number two, I was entertained that entire film. And number three, I, for, I think for most Disney fans, especially Lion King fans specifically, you're going to want to see that movie again. I know I want to see it again. Uh, and it, it's, it, it was really good. I mean, not I agree. It's, I mean, there's no point for it to be made. It's a live action. It's basically a shot-by-shot rendition of the original. We re- technically don't need it. And, you know, I'm glad we have it, honestly. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not entirely necessary. Um, I don't think all of these remakes are necessary. I think um, maybe Milan might be a little more necessary just because it is going to update that story and into a context for, you know, 20 more um, strong female leads. And it kind of just takes away some of the problematic nature of the film. Um, but the, this one, there's there wasn't as much problematic other than that one hula scene. So, you know, the it wasn't necessary, but it is, it was a good movie. I did feel glad that I saw it and advances are again, worth, um, we're saying, I remember like thinking in Moana that the waves were like the most beautiful thing ever and that it was so real. And then this came in like blew that out of the water, <laughs> but I'm um, sh- pun intended. Um, before we get into my cons, something that I feel like we need to address is we saw this movie with, um, one of our friends, Rachel, shout out Rachel. Um, and we were in a very crowded theater. It was an earlier showing. And this is one of those, like, it's so crowded that you actually have to sit in your assigned seat, kind of crowded. And we were sitting in our seat. And in front of us were 
um, about an entire half row of the theater, just children who were really poorly behaved. Um, their parent was with them and did not give a single bother to quote Winnie the Pooh. And um, they were loud. They were unruly. They were pointing back behind and making comments about the people sitting behind us. They were, I mean, it was just a point where like strangers gave them popcorn to try and make them quiet. It was just, it was bad. So there were times in which I felt distracted and I felt like maybe I didn't get like the most out of the movie that I could have. And especially any scene that was quiet was really difficult um, anytime that that pacing did slow down um, just to, to kind of give it my 100% attention. So, of course, we're going to try and go see it again. And if anything in our review changes, we'll be sure to, to mention that. But for the most part, it wasn't a huge thing, but it was kind of in the back of our heads the whole time that these kids were being little terrors. <laughs> yeah, so teach your kids to be respectful, please. Yeah, you know, that's one of those things where it's like there were all those memes that were making jokes about how this movie isn't for kids. It's for 24-year-olds and millennials. And in a way, it really kind of was. And maybe it was our fault for going to an earlier movie. But um, we did have Rachel, who was trying to get on the road to Disney the next morning. So we wanted to try and, you know, not be out till 10, 30, 11 at night. Um, but then again, where we live, uh, we've been to 10, 30 movies and there have been babies there. So <laughs> there's really no reprieve. <laughs> um so one of my biggest um, cons was actually Beyonce. And I know that like I have broken girl code on saying anything negative about, you know, Queen Bay, but um, her voice just came off as old to me. And I know, again, that's like breaking girl code, but she just didn't sound like Nala was supposed to sound to me. Um, also, I think that when we talk about the film being unnecessary, I think what that was, what was most unnecessary, quote, quote, to me was her new song, Spirit. It didn't add anything to the film. It didn't really add any length to the film because they only played it for maybe like 30 seconds tops and did like a running montage. Again, not giving away any part of the film. It's just, it was superfluous and I don't think it was necessary. So it, it just kind of was one of those points at which, again, the kids in front of us were going ham because it was boring. And I was bored too, 29 years old and couldn't find any interest or relate to this song at all. So um, that was kind of a disappointing addition to me. Um, that's one of those places where I wish that they had stuck to the original a heck of a lot more. Um, but otherwise, I mean, there was I didn't really have that many cons. Um, but Beyonce really, unfortunately, was mine. You know, obviously you want to sign her on because it's Beyonce. You want Beyonce on anything and everything. But this is one of the times where I don't think uh, really added any richness to the film. Yeah, here's the thing. Beyonce overrated. His voice did fit Simba's voice. At first, I do like it, but I don't like it when compared to Beyonce as Nala. Because Beyonce is in the film. I mean, because she is. And Donald Glover sounds young. Because he is. supposed to be the same age. and Like in the movie, Nala and Simba. And it just, it comes across all the you... The Illuminati is coming after us. You know, that, that is just my, my hot take. Now, Beyonce, is she killing it? Is she doing amazing things for so many different things? Yes. Yes. I mean, absolutely. We can't deny that. She is a powerful and... Very inspiring person. However, I think for this film, you know, she shouldn't have been included. Her song is great, but yeah, like Amy said, you know, maybe listen to it outside of the movie. That that montage where they play it for 30 seconds, it really add, does not add anything. So, 
Um, that's our hot take. I think that's our biggest con. All in all, go see the movie. I promise. I, I think that you will really enjoy it. I mean, the critics have been hitting it pretty hard. Uh, honestly, I think that their reviews are whack. I mean, I don't, I don't buy them. I mean, I was skeptical going in after having seen it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And this is my all-time favorite movie, favorite Disney movie. Uh, this is the first movie I ever saw in theaters as a human being living on this earth. So uh, I was really skeptical, and it turned out to blow me away. Um, I do want to see it again. I would buy it when it comes out. However, Disney Plus is is coming out on December 7th. It is a uh, you know subscription service, much like Netflix. It's going to have every Disney movie ever made including Disney Channel original movies. They're coming out with uh, new content, like TV shows. They're doing one called The Mandalorian, and that is going to be all about you know Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Um, that's going to be really cool, and that's an original coming out on Disney+. Plus. They're doing so many other shows, new movies, you know, all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all of the Star Wars Universe, and all of the Disney Universe that we've come to love are all going to be available there. You can purchase a year's worth of membership for $70, or it is $7 per month for membership, and you will not regret it. So I'm not going to buy it. I'm just going to wait to binge watch it over and over and over again on Disney+. Plus. Right. We're looking forward to Disney+, Plus, but we have to say that we don't get any money for how often we plug this, because we plug it a lot. <laughs> We're just really excited, because um, you know when we go on our honeymoon cruise they have something very similar on their cruise ship so we'll get to kind of get a taste for what it's going to be like to have almost every single disney um content available on demand so we're just really excited i know that like we're going to be out on the boat and eating way too much food but uh when we get to our room at night i'm really looking forward to being like if i'm going to watch heavyweights in my bed i'm going to watch heavyweights in my bed and it's going to be awesome because uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that on a streaming service yet. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk some more about some of the park developments and some exciting news out of Disney after the break. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick interlude and we will be right back to talk about some cool stuff at the parks. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Hey, Amy. Hey, Brandon. Have you ever been skiing before? <laughs> I have. It doesn't always end well for me, though. What would you say your favorite part of skiing is? Uh, hot chocolate. Okay, well, I was going to say, and hoping that you would say, riding the ski lift to the top of the peak. Yeah, Um. sure. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's fun. And now we don't have to go skiing and risk our lives to do that. We can go to Disney. And ride the Skyliners. I love riding gondolas when I go up to like the Swiss Alps and stuff. That's really bougie to say. I was about to say, I can tell you one person who's never been to the Swiss Alps, and that's me. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't understand that experience. However, I have been on a gondola before. <laughs> um, so, Skyliners are the the you know, confirmed name for them. And uh, it's going to be an aerial gondola, and you're going to get a bird's eye view of the locations around Walt Disney World Resort. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a cool new transportation method that Disney is doing. 
Right, because I think that we have um, demonstrated that Disney transportation can be clogged. Um, there's always waits for buses at the end of the night. So this is going to take some of the pressure off of um, the existing transportation systems by providing an overland um, opportunity to travel. So we're really excited to announce that the um, the Skyliners will open on September 29th of this year. So they will be open in time for our wedding. Uh, it's a little bit later than I think a lot of people thought because they had already been testing pretty um, significantly this summer. So we thought we were ready to roll in August, but it's going to be late September. Um, these are going to provide transportation options for um, a lot of resorts to um, several of the parks. So... Um, what will happen is there will be different stations at various hotels and um, you'll get on your station. It'll be continuously loading. It will load slow enough that people in wheelchairs and ACVs will be able to load without having to cause significant delays. There will be um, some of the gondolas will be ACV and wheelchair accessible as well. Um, Brandon, while I'm pulling up the... Um, the stop list, do you mind talking about the ventilation systems? Yeah. Also, one thing I want to add, it's going to be a lot like uh, the Haunted Mansion uh, as far as getting onto the ride. So it's going to be the same kind of, it'll slow down and give everyone plenty of time to jump on. Not literally jump, don't worry. You're not going to be falling to your death or anything. You're going to walk on uh, casually and it'll be a smooth transition. Uh, Disney is the master of this. They've been doing it with Doom Buggies when it comes to Haunted Mansion for so long now. So, um, yeah, and, and ventilation systems, these are not AC cooled. That would be a nightmare logistically. These are uh, going to be, they're going to have like a reflective solar panel on the outside of the of the actual gondola. So, it's going to be reflecting sun away so it's not baking on the inside. And there is going to be an interior ven ventilation system that's going to cycle cool air out and throughout the cab as you're going to be going through the sky. So you're going to stay cool. It's going to be very comfortable. Even on hot summer days, the sun is reflecting away from the gondola, so you're not going to be baking. Um, and I, it's going to be a very enjoyable, cool ride. I mean, they've got really, really good people that do um, all of their ride creations and ride comfortability creations doing this. So I think it's going to be spectacular like we come to expect with Disney. Right, so this um, will connect two parks, and that's Epcot at the International Gateway and Disney's Hollywood Studios. And it's going to connect to stations at the following resort hotels, and that's Caribbean Beach Resort, Art of Animation Resort, Pop Century Resort, and the new Disney's Riviera Resort. And so that will help with a lot of um, different a lot of different transportation issues. Um, so one of the things I'm really excited about is that it will also provide access um, to Disney's Boardwalk Entertainment District um, right at the International Gateway at Epcot. So that will allow guests to better access um, Ample Hills Creamery, for example, and the dining and bar experiences over at the Boardwalk Resort. Um, also, you could walk over to the Yacht Club Resort and the Beach Club Resort for beaches and cream. I don't know why I'm on an ice cream kick right now. I must be hungry. But those are some of those really um, high demand places that are harder to get to because of parking restrictions. 
Um, and then there are some other hotels that you could easily walk to a Skyliner. Um, so, like I said, Riviera, Art of Animation, Pop, and Caribbean Beach have those stations. But some nearer places you could walk to are the Yacht Club, Beach Club, and Boardwalk. So you can walk there if you for reservations. You could also walk there if you're a guest staying at those hotels and maybe want to ride to another hotel um, if you want to go um, grab something at another place. Or if you just wanted to maybe meet up with friends or get to Hollywood Studios, you could um, do it that way as well. So there's lots of different opportunities that are being given to guests by this new transportation system. And we're just excited to see them up and running and um, just giving everybody a different option. So um, we also have some more Disney news out of Hollywood Studios and Disneyland. And that is about Rise of the Resistance. Babe, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, and that is Rise of the Resistance, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, so a couple things we want to touch on about this, just so you know everything about this ride. It's going to be opening on December 5th at Walt Disney World and January 17th uh, at Disneyland. And so that's coming up pretty soon. I'm, I'm excited that Disney World's first, only because that's the park that we go to. And we've already booked our Airbnb uh, to go down there that weekend to ride it. So we'll be able to come back with a review and just talk to you about it. So a couple of requirements about this ride, you have to be at least 40 inches or taller to ride it. It is a trackless trackless simulator ride. They're going to have about 18 show areas and five uh, ride system types. And this is the most ambitious ride that Disney has ever done featuring over 305 animatronic figures including droids uh they have a hundred stormtroopers uh they have all of these uh, like tier one like top tier animatronics that disney has been working on to make this ride immersive and real and it's about a about a 28 minute experience in total from what i'm seeing this is going to be the biggest the best ride that disney has ever created and come out with so we're excited to see what that's going to be like. And like I said, we'll be there that weekend and we're going to be recording our experience if we can. And it, it's going to be awesome. So that's something that we wanted to touch on. And once again, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and uh, give us any feedback that you have uh, so that we can continue to grow um, and, and bring you exactly what you guys want. Thanks guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a great week. Yeah. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.